Of Everything is Awesome. I'm your host, Kev, and this is a show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. Now, uh, we're going to make this a quick intro because uh, this show, this episode with the boys from Dissecting the 80s, Trip and Andrew, we did an ambush style of um, recording where we just hit record. And we do an intro a couple minutes into it, but I wanted to give a proper, uh, you know, intro to the boys. They um, are two podcasters. Uh, we've already aired uh, our first podcast with two hosts, but this was the first time I sat down and recorded with two other guests. Uh, we recorded this one over a month ago, uh, and they had gone to the Baltimore. Um, I think it was the Baltimore Podcast Con where they did uh, a live show there, and now they're doing one this weekend. Um, so make sure you check that out at the Philadelphia Podcast. Uh, festival at Tattooed Mom. You can check out um, phillypodfest.com for the official date and times that everyone's going to be performing this weekend. Dissecting the 80s will be there. Uh, And of course, thank you, super friends. Thank you for everyone who came out and checked out the Philadelphia Podcast Fest this past weekend, especially for you, uh, super friends, who came out and checked out Everything is Awesome. Uh, It was a blast. I loved doing it. Learned a lot about how to do our live show. So the next one we do is going to be even better because we're going to adjust some things that didn't work and we're going to amplify the things that did work. And um, it was just thank you to Orlando Barrios who came out uh, and made me do some push-ups and some ab rolls and stuff. Thank you to Garrett Smith for coming out and slaying it with his comedy. And of course, thank you to my co-host for the afternoon, Mike D'Angelo. Thank you to Jen, my fiance, for supporting me during this month of uh, prep. And thank you to all of you for coming out and supporting the show and the Philadelphia Podcast Fest. Thank you to uh, Nathan and Tegan for putting it together. Thank you to Tattooed Moms for hosting it. Oh my God, I can't tell you how much fun it was. And I can't wait till we uh, round out this Philadelphia Podcast Festival month with our live edition that will be airing on August 31st, 2016. Uh, But until then, let's get on with this week's show with Andrew and Tripp from Dissecting the 80s. Take it away, boys. So this has been like a really weird weekend for me because Andrew is in a a play right now in Wilmington and I... No one else in the family was going to go see this really bloody zombie uh, Night of the Living Dead musical. And so I was like, I'll go. I'll be the family representative at this production. <laughs> and uh, I was like waiting for him to come out, like all the other actors to come out. And I was like yelling into the curtains because I had to drive back to Baltimore. And a person came up to me who I'd never met before and was like, are you are you waiting for Andrew? And I was like, yeah. Do you, do you, do you know him? And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for him too. I'm like, cool. And I go back to like yelling because I'm like kind of frustrated. And he's like, wait are you trip? And I'm like, yeah. And I get like, I'd never met this person before. And he's like, I love your podcast. And I was like, Oh, thank you. And I had to turn from being like frustrated with Andrew to not coming out to be like, thank you so much. Random person who just made my night. Like, this is great. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> and yeah. then we're on your show being interviewed, which is like, you know, obviously we're the Kings of the whole universe. And then we got a random comment from a stranger on an old podcast episode on Facebook. So it's like, Oh my God. Like we're, we're obviously hugely famous. We're not now, just so. shouting into the ether. Like <laughs> there's someone 
there's someone on the other side. <laughs> Forget all you peons. We're like we're, we're famous now. Obviously, I don't but know. Then, but then it's gonna we're gonna get to the other side. It's gonna be fucking whales. <laughs> it's gonna be the whales being like we're all alone in the future. It's uh, it's funny because that's how uh, I used to wrestle. And again, keeping it now that we're officially recording, I'm also gonna keep this short because people are tired of hearing me talk about me wrestling. <laughs> but wait, 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 I, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry that I haven't listened to your whole back catalog, so I okay. don't know the answer. Are we talking like WWE style? Oh my god, I'm so excited! Yeah. Like, I, knew, I, I, I knew I heard you drop wrestling references before, but you just opened Pandora's box, my friend. Yeah. So, so I used to. WWE style wrestling. I was trained by. I don't know how deep into wrestling you are, but he's very deep. <laughs> so, so uh, you may be familiar with a uh, indie guy by the name of Reckless Youth. Uh, he um, CZW. He was, uh, well, he's like the founder uh, or co-founder of uh, Chikara. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, like with Quackenbush, right? Yep, yep, okay, yep, okay, yep. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so he's the guy that trained me, uh, and um, I. Right before that, like even before that, we put on live shows. Like before we had him come in and we upped our game, we put on live shows. We got like in the state of Pennsylvania, it's super hard to wrestle. Like you need to have a 10,000, you need to have $10,000 to get an insurance bond that's worth a million dollars, I guess. That's bananas. Uh, to get your um, your license and and everything that you need, you also have to have an ambulance on site or be within like five miles of a hospital. Uh, but regardless, like, so that I did that and I worked at Staples at the time. So when I would be in Staples and like just stocking the shelf randomly, I would hear, Hey, yo, steel tip. And, and that was my, <laughs> that was my wrestling name. So I, I, I turn around and give the big thumbs up and the, like, I would just like you guys, like on top of the world. <laughs> All right. I got to hear about steel tip, man. Give me the pitch. The, <laughs> well, okay. So uh, we have to. We we have to go back to the beginning, the origins. Okay, uh, yeah. I feel like I'm on your show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the origins of of Steel Tip actually was where it, we started wrestling in the backyard, uh, and I'm a, such a huge Shawn Michaels fan. Okay, um, that uh, I decided to wrestle as Heartbreak Kev. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> for the first for the first four weeks that we that we did it. Um, and then, uh, the, my, our last, ma- my last match with this guy that I was having a feud with, uh, his, what was his name? I forget what his name was, but his gimmick was similar in the sense that he was like a ladies man or whatever. Okay. And, um, uh, the loser had to give up their gimmick and, and, uh, we decided that because I was just doing copyright infringement, I would lose. Spoiler <laughs> alert to everyone out there. Wrestling's fixed. Um, <laughs> not fixed. It's scripted. Yes. Yeah, scripted. Uh, scripted. You're right. Uh, and so, so then we, when we were developing my new gimmick, I was like, well, how about I just wear steel tip boots and I'll go out and steel tip. And, uh, and, and that's how that happened. And I, uh, I, after about three weeks of, of kicking people in the head, um, we decided that I should just get regular boots and say they're steel tip. Uh, and, and my Probably whole gimmick, yes. And my whole gimmick was like, I was from Pittsburgh and, uh, which was really fun when we had like, even in the backyard, we had like, uh, live shows, like our big pay-per-view event. We would, well, not paper, not real. I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 But our big quote unquote pay-per-view event, uh, we would hire, not hire. We would invite all our friends and family. They come and watch and, and whatnot. And eventually, like I said, we upgraded to like getting a license and going to, um, I, I'm from the Levittown area. So yeah. like we would go to the Eagles hall. We would go to, uh, all the little churches 
around here and whatnot um, and put on live shows. And they were fun because I could really – I liked playing a heel, so I could really lay into the Philadelphia – you know, fan crowd yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, by being a Pittsburgh uh, guy and, and being a fan of the Steelers and, and the Penguins and whatnot. So uh, it was a lot of fun. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it's uh, I broke my ankle uh, and that's actually uh, what led me into podcasting. Like I had to leave. Uh, I had to leave um, wrestling because of my broken ankle and I just never re- I, I got really out of shape and started talking a lot. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, and I was always a fan of like talking on the mic and wrestling. So that's how I got here. Yeah. No, like uh, I, the dream job for me would be the job that Paul Heyman has right now. We're like, I'm out. I'm not, I wouldn't, I'm five ten. I'm not cut like a guy that would be mm-hmm. a pro wrestler, but like being able to be a heel I mean, manager. Would dusty. Be, I thought, <laughs> I mean, dusty is a little bit different. It's a little bit different era, uh, but sure. Sure. But, but the dream job for me would be able to go out there and cut the, the heel promo. And like, that would be the, the dream of all dreams. I also, we also backyard wrestles, although no one ever came out to see it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, you I say was, we, that, that was not me. Yeah, That's true. That's true. Andrew, it, it Andrew was, and I had very different lives at that point. It was we as in you and your friends. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But we had, a, we would, we would videotape it and, yep. and do all that stuff. But, uh, the best part was me being a huge movie nerd. So I don't know if you remember, like, Late, this is the most I've ever admitted to liking wrestling in public, by the way. So <laughs> you should feel you should feel very honored. Okay, uh, okay. Uh, but we're talking like 99, 2000 era, like when ECW was on Channel mm-hmm. 13, like you know that kind of yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. And they would have these video things that they like you could purchase uh, infomercials. Sorry, is the word I wanted there that. It would be like the best of backyard wrestling, and it'd be guys like jumping uh, off roofs. Do you, do you remember what I'm talking about? I do. I don't know. I don't know where I saw it. I guess it was on Infomotions, but I totally do remember. Now that you say, it, I remember those commercials. So I used to be a big. I still am like a huge movie nerd. So when we would see the stuff like that, I'd be like, oh, we got to do a fire table, and I'd be like, yeah, but if we set the camera up over here, we only have to light the edge of the table, and it'll look like the whole table's on fire. Uh, so like we would we would light the table up, and then we would have the camera move, and the table would not be on fi- like would only be on fire on the edges, so that the person wasn't actually getting like thrown through fire. Oh wow, that's smart because yeah. <laughs> we the way he's a hit I, at parties. <laughs> the way we did it, the way we were, we always like prided ourselves in the backyard of being like responsible, but but we still did a table on fire thing. Yeah, once only once, <laughs> um, and we lit it on fire just completely. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess we did. I don't remember if we threw someone through it or not. Like. So one thing people also have learned about me is my memory is real terrible because of wrestling because I did it for like 10 years almost. Oh, wow. That's uh, awesome. Yeah. That's a long well, time. Yeah. Well, and the I mean, I'd say most of it was the backyard uh, week in and week out. Uh, and that's where all the injuries I ever had occurred. Like, I don't think I ever got injured in real like when I when we did it like legitimate. Did you but, have a uh, ring in the backyard or was it on a trampoline? Or yeah, so so we started <laughs> we started in the ground on okay, the ground. Okay. Um and uh, well the first place we did it was um uh, I guess I can say it cuz I don't go there anymore. Pensbury High School. Okay. Um uh, in Levittown or Fairless Hills or wherever and uh, we we set up bungee cords in between two fences basically. <laughs> and and then we got kicked out of there. Uh, and went to an apartment complex, and I don't know why we thought it was a good idea to like just pretend there was ropes, but we—that's what we did. We pretended there was ropes. Uh, <laughs> that sounds very Chikara. 
and then we um and then eventually we moved into a buddy's backyard and we said we can't do this tarp wrestling anymore like it's the middle middle of winter it hurts to land on the ground <laughs> so we uh we built a ring oh that's awesome man we, yeah i never wrestled on a trampoline we we so i always did the ground and then the group that we we uh combined with was a trampoline uh, people okay but but when i started on the grounds we didn't do anything but like punch kick and like an elbow drop yeah, like yeah. We, we like we didn't do anything hardcore uh and so they came along and showed us like yeah we used to wrestle on a trampoline we'll do it on the ground too uh and then hence a lot of injuries just putting <laughs> each other under the ground yeah uh, that sounds yeah, really we, terrible yeah <laughs> it was not a good idea yeah. so kids out there if you uh i i'm not against backyard wrestling uh if you're gonna do it right and at least have some sort of padding you're gonna land on to so you and, say backyard wrestling and now i just want like the backyard baseball backyard football games to come out with the backyard wrestling oh god i remember those <laughs> that like pot-bellied kid who was the yeah. pitcher he's like he can like His elbow drop now <laughs> uh, dude i i played that for like a whole like two months i remember <laughs> I, I don't think i played backyard baseball but backyard football i remember backyard baseball was the one that i did which yeah, was shocking for me we played a lot of backyard baseball yeah um but yeah so we built a ring and awesome. like we just we went to tire city i think they gave us tires um and we that's that was the spring that we had in the in the thing and then um falls township shut us down uh probably wisely so well that didn't stop us we then went to uh bristol township uh and bought a ring um for like 10 grand like i think maybe it wasn't 10 grand maybe it was only five grand it was still a lot of money for a bunch of teenagers yeah yeah yeah. like like we were all at the time like in our um, at the youngest 17 probably and at the oldest you know maybe 20 but like all young kids so why we bought a five grand uh ring i don't know especially when we weren't doing live shows but then uh i don't know i think i think we just wanted to go legitimate and we and we and someone had got hit by a car and had ten thousand dollars for the license wow okay then yeah, so and and that started the that and I kind that's kind of when I started getting uh, I weaned out of it because uh, a I, I don't know did you guys uh, ever well or I guess uh, Trip the wrestling fan yeah, trip, did you ever me. hear of um, UWF in I don't know where you're from exactly in the Philly area we, but we're, um, Downingtown it's like outside Westchester gotcha okay yeah, yeah. so uh, you have not heard of them but uh, th- they were a local like Lovettown Fairless Hills uh, place oh, okay um that and they still every now and then put on shows but the uwf is where like as soon as i turned 18 like i was able to get a match with them uh but then after that we any live shows we did were our own and um yeah i I weaned out of it because i a i had accomplished my dream of wrestling in front of a live crowd yeah yeah uh and and b we just it was politics like i suddenly was no longer one of the top guys like helping write the show and politics got involved and everyone in there in that at that time of their life are just a bunch of egotistical dickholes myself included so uh i weaned off of it got injured and said i'm gonna talk into a mic um so there on my show you guys interviewed me and you got the secret origin of podcasting i'm I'm sorry i'm a reporter hollywood story yeah yeah uh, do you, okay, uh, final final question. Uh, final questions for you. Uh, you one, say final question. And yeah, you know it's, not it's, the, not. it's not the final question. It's going to come up later and again I'm, and again. Uh, final questions before we stop talking about wrestling and alienating everybody on this phone call who's not me and you. Um, 
Uh, also, side note, Andrew, Chikara, you can cut this out. Chikara is that one, the guy, Jervis Cottonbelly, that I showed you the videos of, the guy who wrestles with the fake monocle mask. Oh, him. Yes, I yes. like him. Okay, so that's that's Chikara. Um, but- oh, my audience knows Chikara. We had Jeff Stormer from Party of One on. Oh, cool. Uh, and Jeff is uh, so in love with Chikara like he I I, I, listen to his episode anyone that hasn't uh, or his episodes I forget if we were a two-parter or not but um he he goes into great detail about uh Chikara and why it's awesome uh he may be their biggest fan I I I haven't gotten to see them yet but like every time I come home I'm like Andrew there's a Chikara show do you want to go I'll buy your ticket and he's like we have 48 things to do including recording nine podcasts we are yeah. not going to a wrestling show <laughs> i have to do i have two shows tonight i'm doing a podcast in between and then a podcast <laughs> after when do you want to go see chikara um so so my two questions for you uh, one is there video footage of any of your matches yes okay i would like to see that so if you could right. email yeah. it to me i would love to watch it uh, it will probably be going up. i think i promised someone i'd throw it up on youtube soon so yeah. it will be up on youtube Dude, I, if if i had the tapes of us backyard wrestling i um the guy who uh, the two people i wrestled with in the backyard and there were occasionally other people that rotated in but the two like main guy it was literally the three of us just constantly fighting each other it was a yeah. lot of really good writing uh <laughs> We had a lot of masks. Yeah, <laughs> we had no masks, but but uh, but our three characters hated each other forever and ever. <laughs> and there was always one on one matches and never a triple threat because then there had to be on a tripod and there'd be no commentary. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So I, I would kill to have that. Like I will email him from time to time. We we barely talk, but I'd be like, "Did you ever find that tape? Because I want that tape. Like I want it back. I want the tape. I want to record. Like put it on digital and have it." Uh, but uh, what's the what's the worst uh, worst bump you ever took? Wor- okay, so the worst bump I ever took. I- I'm going to give you two answers. Okay. Uh, one that happens um, in the ring, uh, and uh, and this was a lie. Was it? No, this was just a standard backyard show. Um, I did, and I had not been watching WCW for sure at the time, um, but I, I did a big boot off the top rope, like, uh, what was it, Sid Vicious? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, where his leg popped out of his bone. Yeah, it's really uh, And, I, and after, after I did it and I landed the way he landed, everyone was like, you're an idiot. Uh, and my, my ankle eventually, by the end of the day, was the size legitimate of a grapefruit. Oh, uh, I, I, I probably tore ligaments in that ankle, if I had to guess, but I did not go to the doctors because i said what they they're going to tell me to kick my foot up and not do anything so i again when you're 17 years old you don't listen to anybody right um and then the other bad injury i had and it wasn't even that bad in the sense that it just scared me from never doing the move again uh is we were this was when we were pro and i was practicing we had we rented a warehouse uh after we got i think we got kicked out of bristol township too okay um and we rented a warehouse uh and put our ring in there and just trained there uh, and then would move the ring when we had to do a live show uh so practicing i used to do this thing called i called it the inverted swanton okay so standing on the top rope with my back to the ring like i was about to do a moonsault except i would jump backwards and do a front flip uh so like I, a reverse shooting star press i guess yeah I, it's yeah it's it's literally just a front flip but me jumping backwards while i do it okay um and uh, the the I used to do it a lot uh, in the backyard uh, when we had a ring at least, uh, and for whatever reason I guess either my, the ropes were wet or there was the, something was slick. As I jumped, I uh, my my boot slipped on the rope, and instead of doing the front flip, I just landed like 
head first onto the mat. Uh, and it did not. Uh, it just like uh, gave me the little nummies around my whole body uh, for for like an hour or so. That's scary. Yeah, no, and that's the th- like, as soon as that happened, I said I'm never doing that move again. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So so that was um and I, I but that was only like an hour long injury. There's <laughs> but there's, still scary. There's a reason that no professional does a reverse shooting star press. I guess and I guess that is what you just told us. Yeah, it's uh, insanely. I. I I can't believe all the stuff I because now I think about I still I get the itch all the time usually around March because that's when we started like I think we started wrestling in two thousand one okay so so March uh, I usually get the itch because that's when we started in the backyard and I'm always like man I really would love wrestling again uh, but I I just climbing onto the roof of my house I I uh, am scared to do that now at 32 <laughs> so I don't think I could do wrestling anymore but I, I I swear that one more time before I die I'm going to do it again because uh, it is so much fun to actually uh, same thing like when I've done one live podcast before uh, uh, like about nine years ago and um, it's just the, that adrenaline rush of being in front of a crowd and I guess uh, Andrew you're a performer you, yeah. you, you know this like it's just a great adrenaline rush oh there's uh, nothing like it yeah so um, so I want to do that one more time, but for now, live podcast will do. Cool. So uh, should we do an introduction? I feel like yeah, we just yeah. So so <laughs> now that we're ready to start the show proper, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, we'll sidetrack one more time before I officially start the show. Okay. Uh, I think what uh, Brian from Full Belly Last that we were talking about off air. Yeah. Uh, his episode is to me one of the best episodes because we literally went I think an hour and a half if not more into our two to two and a half hour conversation, uh, talking about like magic, the gathering and yeah. And yeah. Did not bring him up or his podcast or his comedy or anything <laughs> until about an hour and a half or more into the show. So I mean, don't get me wrong. I could talk to you about wrestling for like yeah, oh, all he, the time. He could, I could leave. Like <laughs> I could go to Wawa, get a hoagie from hoagie fest, come back. And the conversation would still be happening. Yeah. Like, I, I, so what I've learned is that we need to get uh, Trip, uh, Jeff Stormer from Party One, and I think we can also get this guy from out west, Ace Marrero. He 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 talked wrestling quite a bit with me too. The four and myself, the four of us should, could do an all wrestling cast. Hey, you you know how to get in touch with me. It's not that hard. <laughs> so uh, all right, so let's start the show proper. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything Is Awesome. I'm your host Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things as you've heard our t- my two guests uh, already on the show because i'm not going to edit this to to sound proper uh we have two guys it's a history making show uh the second history making show in in our run so far where we're going to have two guests on the show this week uh which i have not done in years i can't even remember the last time i talked to more than one person at a time on a show uh they are fellow podcasters that uh originate originate from the philly area one of them still here the other is in maryland somewhere for no good reason there could be a good reason i'm making things up now uh and they uh they are movie buffs or at least one of them is we have heard one of them is a huge wrestling buff uh and they do a podcast called dissecting the 80s that we'll get into at some point during the show please welcome to the show i don't know their last name so i can't even butcher it trip and andrew Woo, leno leno, leno. Okay, welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for being on the show. Thank, thank you for having, having us. us. 
Yes, uh, I'm very I'm excited because uh, it's it's just so happens to be a coincidence that I'm getting a lot of the the shows that are going to be on the podcast fest here in Philly uh, on the show in August, like right before it happens. So uh, it's just like a nice little coincidence that this is happening. And, and, and uh, I know it's getting me more pumped for for the show. Yeah, we're 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 obviously crazy excited for it. We have we have a live one in Baltimore. I don't know when you're putting this out, but we have a live one in Baltimore, uh, August sixth as well. So we have two in, in August. It's like a little mini tour for us. Yeah, oh, that's cool. cool. Well, um, this so uh, people were already to your Baltimore one. Uh, okay. I will try to post something about it. Uh, oh, you don't beforehand. have to, yeah, that's totally fine. I just figured if you're if but, you know, I didn't know what your schedule was, so no, might as well no, yeah, you, you uh, for 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 the people listening at home, I've already had a, such an awesome live show that that uh, happened on August 21st at 2 p.m. at Tattooed Moms. If you have a time machine, I suggest going back. Uh, but for these guys, make sure you check them out this Sunday, August 28th at Tattooed Moms uh, at 5 p.m. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we uh, can tell you then, since you're going to be releasing it, we haven't made this announcement anywhere yet, okay. but you, you're you get the exclusive. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, although you have to keep it a secret other than on this file recording that'll come out in August, but, uh, yeah. we're going to be doing Top Gun. Oh, very cool. Very cool. So are you guys, how are you guys doing? Are you doing anything different than you normally would for, for your home shows versus the live show? We're going to interact. I'm dressing up for the live shows. That's definitely happening. <laughs> we're definitely going to so- interact but I, i'm i'm trying to figure out the best way to do it so i'm hoping that we can bring some some stuff in we, we're trying to at this point like figure out how to do that and make sure it doesn't go terribly um i don't know if you've ever listened to how did this get made um it's another it bad sounds movie familiar. podcast it's uh it's oh no i i i've heard of them simply because uh, I think I had an idea for a podcast with one of my buddies who I desperately trying to figure out an idea to do a podcast with. And it was similar to that where he said, go listen to that and I'll tell you and, and then you won't want to do it. OK. Yeah. I mean, we we don't have that problem because like I was in you know, we've been we've been watching bad movies for a long time. So yeah. <laughs> that, that, that there's a cottage industry of bad movie podcasts doesn't really bother. And I think our niche is pretty different. But I listen. Well, to also, we don't always do bad ones. That's true. Like once a year we do a good one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, once a year we don't torture ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, so, so, uh, uh, how did this get made? Does live shows and they frequently bring the audience in, and it sometimes is kind of like a mood killer because there's kind of like an awkward shuffle while they try to get the people to a microphone and all this stuff. So we definitely are going to have some level of crowd interaction, even if it's just as simple as like asking questions and trying to get applause response for things like. You know, you know, yeah. yeah. So we're, we'll see. I hope to be interactive in some capacity, although what shape that takes is is perhaps not known to us yet. Well, and, uh, you know, I had the same problem uh, with this show because the last time I did a live show, uh, we were mainly emceeing like a like a, a music fest or something. Uh, so like it was re- like I just had it basically instead of doing full segments, we were the commercial break. Ah, uh, OK. Uh, cool. And. And then we did like a, we did a, and I, I was thinking about doing this and, and at, at the time of this recording, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but maybe it did. And, and people listening know that it happened or not by listening to, or being at the live show at the very least. Uh, we did a habanero pepper eating contest uh, oh nine, nine years ago. That's a and rough it, one. It was 
uh, and I'm hoping that I, and I can tell it now because my show already happened. I'm hoping that this maybe comes up uh, in my monologue for, for uh, the live show. Uh, but yeah, the guy that won, it was basically just me and him doing it. And I pushed, like he wanted to win so bad that he did enough to beat me. And then he ended up puking that night. <laughs> <laughs> like literally I went to the bathroom to take a leak and he was in there puking. And I'm like, I'm sorry, buddy. I cannot imagine a more painful, setting puke to be having then <laughs> i won a habanero pepper eating contest and now it's returning it was um I, for whatever reason i prided myself on being able to do that nine years ago and like the thought of the the reason it probably won't happen is that i don't want to torture myself why would uh, you I, I mean nine years ago i was an idiot yeah but you were a much younger man then yeah, that's, yeah. So now at thirty-two, like I know not to do it. Like I know I won't enter the contest if I do it. But you um, host it, yeah. Oh yeah, I totally let other idiots do it. But here's and the problem is that I'm on so early that it's I don't think it's feasible uh, to do something like that. Um, I, I don't think enough people will be drunk enough at two p.m. to. I mean, you never know with tattooed mom. Okay. That's, oh, see, I've never been. I, I'm actually uh, at the time of this recording. Obviously, I've done the live show, and I'm going before. I'm probably going around the 25th uh, after work just to go kind of like check the place out since I've never been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because I think I'm overthinking this this uh, live show, and and this goes back to my wrestling roots of being very like flashy and showy uh-huh. um, for the, the so so. And again, uh, I'm telling you guys because it's already happened but um when talking to my buddy i was like i don't know how to do this show live like i sit there and talk to somebody for an hour like that doesn't seem fun at all um and he's like well why don't you do like this this and this kind of like a late night show and my jaw dropped because i was like like i've wanted to do late night like in new media for so long that's genius (laughs) So and, and that's kind of how we're modeling the show, like in okay. our take on like a late night show. So we're doing the whole monologue thing and we're going to have a couple bits. We're going to have a, a guest and we're going to round it out with like for, for this show, uh, a stand up comedian. Nice. But, like, that's for, awesome. For future shows, like it's open to like a band at the end and, and just like traditional like kind of late night, uh, you know, Conan O'Brien uh, and, and Jimmy Fallon, I'm a fan of like their kind of take on late night. Yeah, yeah. With my own little awesome spin on it, if you will. Um, I ha- so, yeah, I, have, yeah. I know I know that you need to borrow our DeLorean to make this happen, <laughs> but we're willing to lend it to you. Um, another fun bit you might want to do. And again, feel free to not use this if you don't want to. <laughs> but uh, you could have the audience just submit random questions. Oh, that's a good idea. And so, just like, choose one out of a hat. And like, that's the question that you riff on. That's not a, oh, we'll see. Okay. So that, uh, we may be doing something similar to that. Cool. Um, uh, depending on whether we can show a pre produced skit or not. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, if we can do that, we're going to do that. If not, we're going to probably replace it with an improv game. Nice. Oh, uh, always fun. Which, 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 uh, uh not, me and, and the guy who's co-hosting, we have a passion like to want to learn improv. Um, and we're probably, at least I'm going to be taking a class at, uh, Philly Improv Theater. Uh, good, was, good people. Good people. Yeah, I was going to take it. I was going to take the ones that starts in August, but um, I'm just way too busy. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think I'm going to take it in, over in the fall sometime. Um, 
So I'm going to be learning on the fly uh, an improv game uh, and improv in general uh, at the Philly Podcast Fest. I mean, I, I, as, I, as someone who went to theater school, the three rules that you need to hang on. I don't know if I remember the three rules. I remember two of the three rules. It's yes and and yes. Uh, show don't tell are the only important things to remember. Okay. All right. That's good Sorry, to know. Improv. Such a valuable degree experience. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll just go to you to get coached. I also took like I took a class in physical improv, and my final was to like create some kind of physical improv in a, fa- a found space. And I got to, I told mom and dad that, and dad was like, "That was your final? You like wiggled, <laughs> you like wiggled around in seats in a theater." And I was like, well, yeah, but it was different because, like, we the audience sat on the stage and we were where the audience was. So we flipped it on its head. And he was like, but that was your final. <laughs> okay. Can, can I can I help illustrate the picture of our dad? Since your yeah. audience has not – we talk about it all the time on our show, but your audience Have you ever seen the dad from uh, Inside Out? Inside – no. Okay. So he's kind of like Ron Swanson if you watch Parks okay. and Rec. Okay, okay. But but here's a great illustrative example. Uh, my dad calls me like once a week. We chat briefly and, and talk about whatever. And um, the Baltimore Podcast Festival was at the beginning of August. And so a couple weeks before that, we we're on the phone talking. And he was like, so people are going to come to this bar and they're going to watch you talk? <laughs> and I was like, well, we tell jokes. Like our show is funny. People think it's funny. It's it's kind of like going to a stand up show. And he's like, "Yeah, but you're gonna sit in a chair and you're gonna you're gonna talk about dirty dancing." And I was like, "Yeah, but we're gonna tell jokes about dirty dancing, and people are gonna hopefully laugh at them. That's the point. It's like stand up." And he was just like, "Uh huh." <laughs> and I'm driving two hours from home to come watch this one way like i was like well you don't have to come but mom's coming so you know presumably you could hitch a ride pretty simply and then he just said "Uh (laughs) uh-huh i went back to his paper (laughs) so so that's a little bit of of about our dad uh Uh, illustrative of, of that i don't really even tell my family about these things anymore because like I, what, from all the wrestling and stuff, they've just always looked at me like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what you do is idiotic. Uh, please don't. I, the less we know, the better. <laughs> and, uh, our mom is like a crazy, like uh, we, uh, the running joke is our mom is the number one dissectomaniac. And that's true. Like she, she will post about our episodes on her Facebook page. And like, it's not all of them. Cause sometimes we swear too much. And I think she's like, I'm not sharing that with my friends. Yeah. <laughs> but there's often ones where she, like, well, we she also pro- said she didn't like that. I said, uh, bonin. Yeah. Yeah. We, we switched out. We don't call it bonin anymore when people get down. Cause mom doesn't like it. So that's the one concession we made to her. Sorry, I was unplugging. I was unplugging something. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I, I was listening. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. Uh, yeah. So, 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 mom is like super into the thing, and she's really. I mean, I'm, I'm sure our dad is excited that we're doing live shows, but I, he doesn't quite get it. Yeah, yeah it hasn't uh, clicked. Yeah, my uh, my mom. One of the reasons I don't invite my my mom at least to these things is I remember. When I first started doing podcasting, and I would post the link out there to the world, uh, and she would always comment on it, and like, or like, like not like she was commenting on the show or or the post, but like she was talking to me, and I'm like, <laughs> Mom, I I love you, but pl- like 
people that you don't know are reading this and like text that's a text message you want to say, private uh, message that's an email yeah like when you want to say oh i love the show that's fine if you want to say oh i love the show i love you like let's not leave that on my like let's keep the 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 mother son relationship to a text message or an email or anything but publicly and commenting yeah i mean like thank god it's not youtube because lord knows what would happen in that comment section (laughs) i used to so so um, one of the reasons I don't edit shows, uh, aside from being lazy, is is that um, I, I out of the nine years I've been doing podcasting, I'd venture to say most of it was live. Just brought it was just like live on the internet. Like we used to broadcast. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Stick Cam. I've heard of it. Yeah, uh, I'm so, not familiar, so but I get the it, gist. Yeah, they were uh, like one of the big streaming companies in the day like that it was them and you stream and i think blog tv were like the big three youtube didn't even have streaming yet um and and to me stick cam was the youtube of streaming uh like that's how big they were like that's where you had if you did a show you got most of your audience from there they were all 16 year old kids but <laughs> that's where all your audience was and um so so we i i started doing shows on that uh, when a buddy of mine uh, was doing a podcast and he needed a co-host, like I signed up for like a five week contract to co-host uh, and I turned into like two years of me doing that. So because of that, I brought all my shows to stick cam and um, it was that like, once you do it live for the stream, what's the point in editing? Yeah. Right. For the podcast audience, because you, you've already put it out there to the right. world. So, so uh, yeah, I, I, it's, I don't edit anymore for that reason. Um, I don't know how we got into editing, but <laughs> I don't recall. Yeah, I but couldn't tell you. The beauty of this show is that, that things like this happen. So um, let's get into um, a little bit about you guys and um, I guess your non-wrestling origin story <laughs> of, uh, of of your podcast. Uh, now, is, is, this, is this the part where I hijack again and start asking you questions? Sure, go uh, ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was just <laughs> you can if no, you want. no, no, no. Please, please do your interview. I would, I would. I, yeah. It's fun to sit on the other I, side of the table. Uh, I'll tell you, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that, that you make that comment because I'm tr- like when um, I'm trying to like book myself on other shows and whatnot, and like I think I have one scheduled for August, but like I'm, I'm thinking, I was like, do I really like do a bit for every show I go on, and like instead of being interviewed, I just hijack the show and interview them, <laughs> like. Which is kind of, I I, want to say it's almost, it's not really an original bit. Like I've heard it done before uh, specifically, and it's not like he's hijacking it to do an interview. He's just hijacking it to derail the show. I listened to um, If I Were You from Jake and Amir. Yeah, yeah. uh, with Ben Schwartz. Yes, yes, yes. So I kind of, that idea kind of comes from him, except, you know, I would actually be doing their show. I'd be doing my show on their show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that would be funny. I don't know if it's gonna get you booked on a lot of. Shows. Yeah, that's the problem. I don't. I don't know how other hosts would take that. Uh, I might be able to get away with it for fifteen minutes and then still appreciate that that it's humor. But I think after that they'd say, "All right, stop." <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Your origin story of of um, I guess how you got into um, podcasting in general, like what what brought you to that point, Cindy Lauper. 
I mean, I guess technically no, Cindy, because Cindy was after the first your first podcast, right, Trip? Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll get to there, and then you can take over from there. So I uh, was I can't. I'm trying to remember the exact start point here of whether this happened while I had. I was working in a newspaper in, in Frederick, Maryland, and, and the paper closed. And I can't remember if this started like right before I lost my job or right after, but it was sort of in a weird time spot in my life. It was and 2013, was, like early 2013. Yeah. So I, I that, that's right. It's in the right ball, ballpark anyway. So I, I somehow hit on this phrase adventure pants and I started just using it a lot. Like whenever somebody would try to not do something we were doing, I'd be like, come on, put on your adventure pants. Let's go do something. <laughs> and it was like stupid, but I, I, I don't know where it came from or one of those just so. And then eventually I was like, oh, I really like that name. I should start doing a podcast about it. And the premise was I would bring on a friend or, or sometimes not even a friend of mine. Sometimes it was a friend of a friend, but usually it was a friend of mine. And I would ask them to tell me the story of their greatest adventure. Uh, and so for, it was all different kinds of stuff. I mean, I had friends who, uh, somebody told me once of like this crazy bar fight that spilled out and like somebody got hit with a pipe. And I got another one where like, uh, two buddies of mine got lost on a river. They were tubing on and it just turned into this cluster. You don't do this podcast anymore? No, it, uh, I, yeah, I think did it, was it like for eight episodes. No, I think it hit, I think it was about 15, but I ran out of people who were willing to come tell their stories. And so, I was like, so that was the first part of the show. I think I was on twice. You were on twice. <laughs> and well, like at that point, you're like, if you're repeating me, like I'm not the person <laughs> in the world. Um, but I think it comes back, like I love storytelling and I love like the way different people tell stories. I, I, I love to hear people tell stories, even if it's somebody I've never met before. I, I can, I find that process really neat. But I also, uh, would interview them with these weird hypothetical questions. Like, would you rather fight one horse sized duck or 100 duck sized horses? Like just random nonsense like that. And then at the end we would talk about something else that was usually like pop culture or something related. Cause I'm a movie person or whatever. And so I was doing this and really, really loved it. But eventually I just, like I said, I ran out of people. Like I, I just didn't have enough friends who were willing to come talk quote unquote on the radio. Like yeah. I, I did one with my mom and Andrew was on there twice and our older brother was on there and we did one, all three of us together. That was kind of fun. But like, I just ran out of people and I was like, well, I really love doing that. And I just, there was like almost a year where I wasn't doing anything. And I was like, but I really like that thing. I have to figure out how to do it. And so that's when Cindy Lauper came into our lives. <laughs> which i'm glad like i the, mean if she, she'd been there for a while that i should clarify i love like because that's the first thing that uh you guys mentioned when i asked that question and that's what sticks out from your first episode that i've listened to is and how long have you been doing the podcast now so uh at the time this has been released almost two years but it actually didn't even start as a podcast the single opera thing um okay uh, uh, go on. so go ahead, Andrew. i love Cindy Lauper like I love the ladies of the 80s which is what I like to refer to the podcast as um and he was like hey have you ever seen the because mu- we I was like we were talking about crazy music videos from the 80s and I was like oh the Ghostbusters ones really bananas which I recommend if you've never seen it um and he was like have you ever seen the one for Goonies are good enough and I was like no I haven't and he was like okay well don't watch it we'll watch it together and we'll type we'll like g chat like live like, blog it yeah, live okay. blog it. So we went through and like live blogged the whole thing. I don't want to keep interrupting you, but the 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 video in question is like 14 minutes long. <laughs> it's in two parts. It's bananas. 
Okay. Like every pro wrestler is there from the time. Um, the cast of the Goonies shows up. A random sea witch shows up. Steven Spielberg interrupts in the middle and like has a discussion about what's happening in the video. It's crazy. And so that was the first thing. And then Trip, you know, took screen grabs of the music video and spliced and like stuck it in the middle of the conversation so people could kind of get an idea of where we were. And we're like, well, that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I and wonder. We had, we had talked about when we did the first, he was the first episode of Adventure Pants. And then afterward, we had just seen the Evil Dead remake. And so we talked for like 45 minutes of his story, probably 40 minutes of his story. And then we talked for like an hour about the Evil Dead movies and stuff. And I ended up having to cut it way down because it was just like all these weird side tangents. And like the podcast was two hours long. And I was like, no one's going to listen to this. Not even my mom. (laughs) But that those two things together kind of sparked the the fire, and like I said, we we've both have we have watched bad movies together, yeah, for almost our whole lives. So and like did mystery science theater. Like I don't say this as like oh I came up with that. Like <laughs> mystery science theater existed, but we did not know it existed, and we were doing the same thing at home. Just like two, I, I was probably like twelve, thirteen years old. He was you know eight or so and we would just watch these bad movies and make fun of them together and we weren't like now we'd be doing that with a beer or whatever then it was just us like our ecto cooler (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) exactly so that the the lopper thing kind of crystal the the, watching that music video kind of crystallized like well what if we just did it about 80s stuff it's our like we both love that era for pop culture there's plenty to go on there's so many bad movies made then and so much stuff like this totally makes sense why this is the this is the show yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, and that's like one of my favorite things, and and it's a shame that throughout my because now I don't I don't go to the movies as often because I'm an, a functioning adult with kids, <laughs> so it's it's it, it's I, money has to go elsewhere. But I wish uh, that I just had something like a phone back in the day to to hit record after a movie because all my favorite conversations happen in one of two places usually, uh, and that's after a movie discussing the movie or in a bar just talking about nonsense. Uh, and so I love like movie review podcasts, like what you guys do, or I don't, I guess it's not, I don't know if you want to call it movie review, but kind of movie, is, discussion, movie discussion podcasts. Uh, and I really only listen to like, I probably listen aside from what you, you guys put out. I think there's only one other one that I've listened to. And I, you know, I, I'm selective with what episodes I listen to, uh-huh. but um, that I do listen to because I just have a shit ton of other podcasts I'm listening to. So I, 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 uh, I love that idea. Uh, I like to movie movie. Okay. Um, another local podcast in the Philly area. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I've uh, I've seen it. I think and there's a, so Twitter has opened me up to like forty yeah. billion new podcasts, and so I will often like listen to one or two of somebody, and then I'm like you. I have like twenty eight subscriptions mm-hmm. or thirty subscriptions, and so it's just it's like I, I'm sorry, you got to go. Like I just don't have room for you, but I like well, you. And- I, and I've I've given up a lot of my mainstream. Like I used to be a big like Kevin Smith. I listened to every podcast on his network. Um, and uh, I, I'm trying to think. I, I listened to a lot of the wrestler podcasts, like Austin's and Jericho's yeah. podcast. And I've given all, all of them up except for uh, uh, the main Smodcast show and tell them Steve Dave. Okay, because I have all these wonderful quote unquote indie podcasts that right, I listen right. to that are 
most of them happen to be from this area. Um, save for like, like I think there's two D and D podcasts that I listened to, uh, that, you know, I, I came across because of party of one podcast, uh, too cool for tabletop who we had on as a guest and, uh, the campaign podcast. That's a star Wars one. Oh, cool. They're, uh, they're the only two non Philly. Everything else is like Philly centric. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It just so happens that, you know, um, and, and you guys probably know this being part of the Philadelphia podcasting society, um, at, you know, opened up my eyes to like how strong the, the community was, uh, for podcasting. And then that just expanded into like, I'm more of a Twitter person anyway. So like when I started really kind of promoting on Twitter and like found out the whole hashtag pattern family thing. I uh, I found out how big that community is there on Twitter as well. And um, yeah, it's just, it's amazing how many of us are out there. And, and I just get my podcast from there now. Like, And I'll usually give it three episodes. And if it catches my attention, boom. I, I might not be listening in a timely manner, but I'm your listener for life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I listened to uh, Kevin Smith like when it started. I, I, I still like Kevin Smith. I just he's not like a foundational player for me anymore. Like I, you know, I watched those movies obsessively and it was yeah. like, Oh my God, this is the kind of movie I would write. Yeah, um, yeah. so I love that stuff. And, uh, like the first year or two of Smodcast, I keep saying like, I should go really listen to those. Cause I remember walking to class in college before anyone knew what a podcast was yeah. and like laughing my ass off at, at, at stuff. Like there, I don't, I don't know why the hell I remember this particular detail, but some joke he told about like painting his face to look like a chicken and hiding in a chicken coop, I, some nonsense like that. But I just remember like those kind of goofy tangents. Yeah. But when he started smoking pot and just doing the, uh, scan BC, Scott, I, that was where I was like, I don't really have time for this anymore. More. yeah those uh, and those episodes tend to be the ones that like i'm i i am doing something else uh-huh. um because there's usually little nuggets of information that are in those podcasts that yeah, yeah. I, I do want to listen to and i do want to hear and like i mean i also you know i also do listen to his hollywood babylon because I'm, I'm a ralph garman fan okay um and so uh there are times that where if i fall too far behind on smodcast i i i may even delete those episodes yeah yeah um and then just maybe catch one and you know that one he doesn't even do on a regular basis anymore like that one because him and scott both are doing so much that i think i mean if they're both doing nothing it's weekly but other than that it's more random right um but um but i i will a, I am a huge fan of his from the movies, but he is, uh, and I, this came up right before we hit record, but he is one of three people that I admire, uh, in this, in the, in podcasting. It's him, um, Aisha Tyler, uh, yeah, I, I I I hate that she's gone monthly with her podcast, um, because she, like, and she does long form interview like this show. So like, you know, in, you know her more than even Kevin Smith. Like I admire, uh, you know, just because it's the same format and and like kind of, um, uh, like a learning tool for me. Uh, but she's insanely talented on not just in podcasting, but in Who's Line and in every like everything I've in seen Archer. her acting. Yeah, I you know I I've, I haven't seen Archer, but I, I I it is on my I think it's on my list. Like on I think it's on Netflix or it was at one point, and it's, it is and still it's on Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, and then um, and and we briefly talked about Erin McGathy. She's one of the people that I like really admire uh, in the podcasting slash live performance world. Uh, so like I was so lucky to get one of them on that like I'm now trying to figure out how to get the other two on. Yeah. Have you tried to go after Kevin? Because I have to imagine that's not impossible. Uh, you know what? I um, not yet. Uh, I feel like I was going to try. He's going to be in town August second, but I have uh, I have plans for my nephew's birthday that day. Uh, so we're going to a Thunder game, uh, a Trenton Thunder game. So like, I there's he's going to be in Jersey. So there's no way that I can like feasibly make that happen. He was just in Philly, and like my fiance told me, just make the call or send the email or whatever it is. I'm I'm really nervous about how to contact him because I can't find easy contact info uh and i don't want it to be like something where like it just kind of just gets swept under the rug and i never hear anything about it um but you never know plus they're shooting mall rats i was gonna say is mall rats 2 happening soon well Well, it's it's actually now a tv show yeah yeah but they're still shooting it in in this area i don't know if it's they are still shooting it even though it's a tv show they're still shooting at the mall that's what i was told yeah yeah and that's what he said now that i don't know if I I think his game plan, regardless, is to shoot in this area for mall rats, or in the you know in the in the Pennsylvania Philadelphia See, greater. I, I, area, but you you may be more on top of it than I am. But I thought he had like locked X and Square Mall as a shooting location. He, he did. Last I heard, he did when it was a movie. Uh, okay. I, I don't know how the timeline's been pushed because uh, like. He's rewriting the Mallrats script for a TV show now, so he's got to go from I think an hour and a half to five and a half hours or something. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know how that affected the location, yeah, but he did point. say that that was his plan: was to still shoot there, to still have everyone, but maybe Batfleck return. And um, and, and he, I mean, he's going to ask him when it's the last possible minute, but. right? Um, so yeah, I mean, I, there, I think there's going to be plenty of opportunities in the next like six months to a year. Yeah. I mean, go for on. it, man. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. And that's like, that's, I, and when I sent the, um, when I sent the contact, uh, or the email to Aaron McGathy, uh, that was like, after I said it, I was like, man, I'm a freaking moron. Like I needed to send this to someone else that I wanted to talk to that may say no, uh, first, because like if she says no, like I'm done. Like this is one of my gets. I need to talk to her on this podcast. So she was really, really, really grateful in in, in saying yes and, and coming on the show. Uh, and that was like I I don't know if we got this on on air or not, but going back to like you guys saying like oh man like we're kind of a big deal like that was my big like I'm a big deal now moment like yeah, I yeah. Feel, like and not like in a necessarily like a cocky arrogant way like I just like okay like it's not terrible for me to to go after names now because i it's i'm kind of legit um and it's it's uh i don't know it's just and and even like she even goes on twitter and says hey so and so will you be on my show and i think i've seen smith do it i don't think i've seen aisha tyler do it but you know i think even the big names in podcasting have the same issues we do trying to make things happen yeah i mean that's most like we haven't done really guests and i have like tried to backdoor into them because like i still do a little bit of reporting on the side but it 
would be imp- we would have to do like a segment with somebody because the way we do a movie, no person in their right mind is like, oh, yeah, I'll sit with you for two hours while we talk about the movie in excruciating detail and you make fun of the way my hair looks. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> awesome. Although I, I would for if, if we got Leah Thompson, I would say nothing bad about her. All right. We're going to cut the show right there. Uh, thank you to Andrew and Trip for uh, coming on the show. We're going to have them back on later this week uh, for part two of our conversation. But make sure you check out phillypodfest.com. Uh, for the complete schedule of this weekend's events for the Philadelphia Podcast Fest, dissecting the '80s will be there, um, and it's going. They're going to be talking Top Gun. They're going to be making jokes. It's going to be a good time. Please, please, please go check it out. And again, thank you, thank you, the Super Friends, for coming out and watching me to this show live. Um, I recently read an article about um, from Jason Tabris, who, uh, or maybe Tabris, who uh, is someone I follow on Twitter. He was a host of a podcast that I really enjoyed and um, tried to get him on this show, but he he had there was some stuff that was conflicting, so we haven't gotten him on yet. But um, he wrote recently wrote an article about late night, and it and and I read it right after we did our live show, and like between what I learned from doing the live show and like realizing what I did wrong and reading his article, I really think our next live show, our next late night, everything is awesome. We're really going to succeed even more than we did before. Um, at the end of the day, no matter what worked and what didn't work, I had so much fun. Uh, and that's all I could ask for. And I'm hoping that Mike had fun. I'm hoping Orlando had fun and that Garrett had fun and that all of you, the super friends who came out to support, had fun. And hopefully, not only are we going to air the audio from our Philadelphia Podcast Fest show on uh, from August 21st, but we should have video that we're going to be able to throw up on YouTube as well. So um, stay tuned for this week for the other uh, conversation, part two of my conversation with Dissecting the 80s, Trip and Andrew, the boys that host that. And next week, stay tuned for us to round out Philadelphia Podcast Fest Month with our live show, Everything is Awesome, Late Night in the Afternoon Edition. I, God, I'm still on that high. I really, really enjoyed it. And um, if you haven't already, if you're... Um, if you haven't checked out any of the other shows, do it. I mean, I, oh, and I was a guest, guys. I was a guest on This Makes Me Happy uh, at the Philadelphia Podcast Fest. So make sure you check that out. Uh, it's going to drop on Monday the 29th. Um, so I'll post links to that when it comes out. Uh, be sure to check that out. It was such a the surprise uh, thing that happened. He, I, I was volunteered to do it. It was pretty cool. Anyway, uh, make sure you check out the show on Twitter at Real Awesome Pod. Check me out on Twitter at HHWST. Uh, and of course, uh, make sure you check the show out on iTunes and awesomepodcast.com and all those places. Um, the one thing you can do to really help this show even more than you've already have super friends is subscribe to us on iTunes and leave a five-star review. Like all that helps get this in front of more eyes and more ears. Uh, and the more people that listen to this show, the cooler things we can do just like the Philadelphia podcast fest guys. Um, and if, and if you've already done that or, or you you really are so against leaving a review, that's cool too. Tell a friend, tell a friend to download. Everything is awesome. Um, and just spread the word. If you see me post something about this show, just share it on Twitter, um, or on, on Facebook or whatever social media you use. And, and, Uh, Let's just spread the love of everything is awesome. Guys, we'll catch you next time right here only on awesomepodcast.com.